Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of the Ask LFC podcast, the the Force Awakens version of the Ask LFC podcast, episode seven, which I enjoyed uh, <laughs> when they did that first one of the reboot. So we hope that this episode is as good and gives you warm feelings uh, like that Star Wars movie did, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, I'm sitting here with Mike Moses, our lead pastor. What's up, Mike? Hello, Harrison. Uh, good to see you six feet away. That's right. Uh, sipping on what's my new favorite drink at Define Coffee, a uh, masala chai tea. Oh, man, it looks good. Uh, cold. All right. Iced. Yeah, our friends at Define are still open and doing well and you can walk in and not touch anything grab a coffee and leave so we're we're excited to keep supporting our friends during all this as we know also that a lot of you guys that um that listen to this uh there are a hundred different situations that people are in and we're glad you know as your church family to be here and walking with you guys whatever's going on so Harrison I'd like to start off with uh just sort of some inside information for our podcast listeners there are two Lake Forest Church Huntersville ministry partners who have tested positive for COVID-19. One uh, seems to be past the symptomatic phase and healthy again. The other one is uh, still at a, a critical f- juncture. He um, uh, is is being prayerful uh, and careful. And actually, um, he said, <laughs> what I'm doing with the time is, I don't really know why, Mike, but I've, I decided to dive into the book of Exodus for the first time in my life. And it was really interesting to hear what he's learning, but but his symptoms are really no joke, uh, yeah. and he is not out of the woods. He has had some of the symptoms, not quite severe enough to be hospitalized yet. So can I just pray for those two as we begin? That'd be great. Lord, I pray for our two ministry partners, part of our tribe, uh, who are positive with COVID-19 right now. We give you praise for the young mother who is now out of the woods and uh, healthy again. Thank you, Lord, for that, and that no other family member um, is exhibiting symptoms. Lord, for the, the man in our church um, still battling this virus, we ask God that the symptoms will lessen. We ask God, um, as he has requested, that the phase when the symptoms have diminished uh, and then a few days later, in the worst cases, the, the lungs suddenly fill up, and that requires the ventilator. We ask that you would prevent that in our dear friend here in Lake Norman. Uh, we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We hope uh, that as as we've been through all this, we were, we were very early on, really before um, any any mandates were passed down that were requiring it, but we have felt strongly here at Lake Forest, Mike, a lot of the leading of you and, uh, and Mitch, uh, the whole way of saying everyone be smart and be safe and be careful. And we love you guys so much that even for Easter, we don't want you here in this building with us, which hurts, but it's, it does. So this is our Easter edition of the podcast. And here's kind of an outline of what we're doing. It does hurt Harrison that we won't be together face to face, but we're doing it a different way. So here's here's what we're going to talk about today. Briefly, we're going to run down our plans for Holy Week for Lake Forest Church Huntersville. Um, then secondarily, we'll hone in just a little bit on how I suggest how I'm going to be praying the Stations of the Cross at noon on Friday. Um, then we're going to uh, answer a question, a really thoughtful question from one of our ministry partners about a a detail in the Gospels on Good Friday, and I'd like to talk about that for a moment. And then we're going to re- 
return to uh, some of our counsel from a few episodes ago on fasting more briefly because we're Lake Forest hundreds of folks will are invited to fa- all fast together on Good Friday. I think that's our plan for today, isn't it? That's a good plan. Uh, speaking of speaking, of, this isn't you know this isn't even really insider info, but just to make you guys aware, uh, over this past month uh, we have been partnering on Sunday mornings with our sister church, uh, LFC Westlake, yeah. and as of this Sunday, uh, we bid honestly a fond farewell to that little mini yeah. season where we got to partner together on Sunday mornings and and beginning on Easter Sunday uh, we are actually splitting back out to where yes. Lake Forest Huntersville we will have our own Easter service that streams and Westlake will have theirs uh, and that'll be like that uh, moving forward for now which we f- we feel like both uh, both of our churches were feeling a little Holy Spirit nudge to say um, this has been fun and it's been great to remember us as a family of churches, yes. but also, uh, it's time that Huntersville gets to speak a little bit more directly to Huntersville folks and Westlake yeah. to Westlake folks. And more of our Huntersville leaders, both worship team and, and, uh, past ministry staff can have time, you know, just to, to for, for all of us to see familiar faces, same for them. I, I, I think I've heard from a number of people, but I hope you noticed friends how, um, collaborative and friendly we are in our family of churches among the leadership. Um, Harrison, with you and Nathan, with yep. Aaron and I and Mitch. Um, I hope it was evident to all of you all, this model of multi-site church that we engage in, the family of churches, has so many strengths to it. Um, you mostly hear me point out, hey, it's, it's so that we can plant more creative, contextualized, Jesus-centered churches faster, <laughs> both locally nationally and internationally and that's the case but uh but Aaron and I collaborate on sermon writing anyway we're already co-writing our Easter sermon and then and then it'll reflect each of our individuality my goofiness and his intellect (laughs) by the time we get to Sunday so we're already collaborating but it was just visible um these few weeks I I really enjoyed it yeah and a, a quick aside from my perspective Mike um Coming from, I've been a part of a handful of, of churches uh, before I was at Lake Forest, and there there have been other instances that I've been a part of or seen churches that operate kind of as a, a, a multi-site is the word that you used. Um, and I've been so thankful since being here, and like you said, is really evidence over the last handful of weeks that um, the way that that the church has set it up, the way that God has led our church to set it up is so beautiful in that our our churches are not just uh, clones that right. everyone has to do the the yeah. same thing. It's yeah. the same worship set. It's the same teaching. You're using all the same words for all the same things. Man, yeah. we we have uh, we are we are one church as Lake Forest, but we're really four churches. That, yes. and and the differences are enough, really that 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 is noticeable to us after a month of like, man. Huntersville and West, like we're we're still really similar, but there are some ways that that God was telling each one of us, you gotta lean into your differences a little yeah, bit. We want to we just want to be fully Lake Forest Huntersville in worship moving forward. And same with them. And uh, we love what uh, is happening at Lake Forest Davidson during this time and Lake Forest El Buen Samaritano. Uh, and we 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 also will soon have an announcement of the next church plant in the family of churches. Well so what we're doing at Lake Forest Huntersville for Holy Week, 
Um, we had originally planned to have the Stations of the Cross installed around our worship center the way that all Catholic churches have permanently. Um, with original art uh, by one of our ministry partners who's since moved uh, at each station, uh, a poem by a, a Christian, um, uh, an Irish Christian uh, pr- uh, pastor. No, he's actually a priest. Uh, a poem at each station reflecting on it and then a prayer. Uh, and then the last station would have been in the prayer garden. That's not safe to do it that way. And so I'm really excited about what we're going to do. So here's our Holy Week plans, Lake Forest, Huntersville. And you're going to get all this in an email tomorrow. We didn't want to send it ahead of time. You know how emails are dropping to the bottom these days. Um, so on good, f- uh, first of all, on Thursday, tomorrow, Maundy Thursday, Pastor Jeff will be hosting a Facebook Live at noon on the Lake Forest Huntersville Facebook page. And he'll be discussing uh, how the Last Supper, in what ways it was uh, actually a Jewish Passover Seder. Jeff is uniquely equipped because he has Jewishness in his family. Uh, Also, a couple in our church, um, particularly a restaurateur, are going to join him, and they'll talk a little bit about the food aspect. So I think that's super cool. That's That's tomorrow at noon. Good Friday, we're inviting all of Lake Forest Huntersville to fast from sunup to sundown. Fast from food. Um, Liquids is good. Um, uh, Most recommendations are, even if you are a coffee drinker, go ahead and drink that in the morning. Um, uh, just maybe don't uh, put as much sugar uh, or cream in it because y- there's no need to deal with a caffeine headache when you're fasting. That's like an extra thing, so that's just kind of dumb. So uh, so go ahead and have, I will have a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm, I won't have my normal five. Um, and then fast from food, sun up to sundown. We're going to send you instructions on this. Um, when, you're, when you get grumbly and you're tumbly, quote Jesus and say, uh, I do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, I am seeking you, Lord. And then at noon, and that's, so that's sun up to sundown at noon. And, and be reminded, and when you get grumbly and you're tumbly, maybe pray for our nation at this time. Maybe pray for our leaders. Maybe pray for Lake Forest Church. Maybe pray for yourself. Just be recalled to let that grumble recall you to prayer, and it doesn't have to be intense. At noon, we're inviting all Lake Forest Huntersville people at noon to pray the Stations of the Cross. We're translating the artwork by our ministry partner, the poetry by the Irish priest, and, and then the prayer for the, uh, I think it's, I think we're doing 15 stations. And you're going to be emailed that tomorrow. If So if you're not on the Lake Forest Huntersville email list and somehow you found this podcast, uh, email us uh, at, what's the email address? AskLFC at LakeForest.org, and we'll push that ahead to whoever um, can get you hooked yeah, up for we'll that. we'll get that to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to have, we're going to, first of all, have a, a little instructions about fasting just to help. It's unfamiliar for many of us. Uh, and then uh, a description of the Stations of the Cross. What is that? Uh, and then um, one page for each of the stations. What I'm going to encourage you to do is uh, then you can pre-mark the stations before noon or just naturally do it. Either progress around the inside of your home or your apartment, 15 different stages, or I'm going to set up uh, probably stones. I've got a, a big thing full of rocks that I collect wherever we go hiking or significant places I've stayed. I grab a rock, um, and I have a pile of those waiting for a fountain. I'm going to put them 15 places around my backyard. 
Uh, and then Angie and I will pray it that way. So that's Good Friday. And then, of course, we all show up for Easter worship. We're inviting Lake Forest Huntersville to do our opposite of normal. Since this is abnormal, let's be abnormal. And instead of our dressed-down, slacker, Gen X church look, uh, Harrison, kill me. Sorry. Um, instead of that, <laughs> we're going to say, let, let's dress up in our Sunday best. Let's put on suits, dresses, however you want to do that. You can interpret that any way you want. But we think that bod- tells our body—there's a serious purpose to it. It's a way of our body telling our spirit, this is special, and I'm, I'm going to worship special. At 9 a.m., we will broadcast uh, a children's worship event for parents and children to do together. So we encourage you to do that. That's just 20 minutes long, so you can even wait to dress up after that. Uh, and then dress up, take a picture of yourself, you and your dog, or you and whoever's in your household. Send that to us prior to the, the start of the worship service. And then at the end of the worship service, when we say, go in peace, amen, we're going to have a slideshow showing m- many. I'm not sure if we'll be able to show all of them. It depends yeah. on how many we get. And so we'll keep some music going and show that slideshow. And we're going to call that The Lobby. So that's the way you guys can hang out in the lobby after the worship service is over. That sounds fun. Cool. Yeah. One thing we also wanted to just give a little bit of a little bit of permission if it's needed, which is not <laughs> from us, but it's more of the releasing of the of the parent guilt. We'll say it that way. Is uh-huh. uh, we are putting together the the kids jam service that happens at nine o'clock for you guys to watch as a family. Uh, if you are a parent with small, small children, elementary age children, uh, we know that it can be hard to get them to sit and watch big church, you know, for 45, 50 minutes. So it is, we, on our, on the Lake Forest side, we're saying parents thumbs up to, if your kids want to sit and watch big church with you, that is fantastic. If they want to run around and go play with Legos for a minute or, uh, whatever, whatever they want to do. So mom and dad can engage in hang yes. out with us for Easter. Yeah. No, no parent guilt on the Lake Forest. Side. I think that was, a, that was a great idea to say, uh, Harrison by you and our team, just if it's so distracting and you're having difficulty really engaging in worship in the sermon, we just, we want to just give you that out say, Hey, you get to go watch Pokemon now or whatever. That's it is. right. Um, that's right. Up with some Easter candy. Um, so, so that's our Easter plans. Sounds um, great. I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about the sermon. If you want to read ahead, Aaron and I's sermon is going to be on the end of Mark chapter 15 and then the first half of Mark chapter 16. And it centers in on Joseph of Arimathea. So in my Zoom calls, I haven't explained this in any meeting. In my Zoom calls, I've changed my name. You know how the name pops up? Yeah. I've changed my name to Joseph of Arimathea. I did it in the elder meeting this morning. <laughs> Nobody asked me why. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm trying to identify with his engagement in the Easter story. <laughs> so there's awesome. a little insight into how I think about passages during a week when I'm going to preach it. I try to inhabit it. <laughs> yeah. We'll also, be, we'll also be singing together one of our favorite, favorite, bluesy, rocking, all-out yeah. worship yeah, songs yeah, yeah. that we are super excited for. So we... Uh, oh, at, my gosh. I, yeah. I know. It's going to be awesome. So 10, 10 o'clock... Aaron Maynard and, will and be 11, singing it. Yes. That's right. 10 o'clock and 1130, uh, the, our Easter services will be happening on Facebook Live and on live stream. So we, uh, 
we are super excited and encourage you guys to join us. If you could, I have one quick follow-up question, Mike, and then we'll get to our email question. Okay. What is the 30 second answer to why, uh, why do we as a church, why has the church historically engaged in a good Friday fast? What is the, what is the why on that? I mean, even just quick nutshell version. Quick nutshell is a way to identify with Jesus Christ in his sufferings on the cross on Good Friday. And for you and I here in North Charlotte in 2020, to refrain from eating for one day, really just sun up to sundown, is no tremendous suffering. However, to most of us, it will feel that way. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's a way, again, I said this earlier, for our body to tell our spirit, I am attending to the sufferings of my Savior and being thankful for what he accomplished for me on the cross and for the world. That's the simple, the quick answer. All right, perfect. Um, speaking, of, speaking of Good Friday, mm-hmm. that is, uh, as you mentioned before, our question mm-hmm. that came in from Rita Rita said this, um, I've been rereading the story of Jesus' death each morning this week within each gospel. Side note, awesome. Rita, engaging. you get the ministry partner of Lake Forest parking spot of the month, okay? So you just pull right up to that <laughs> That's right. Uh, whenever you come here this, uh, this next month. That's right. She said, in Matthew and Mark, I've always wondered why the last thing Jesus says is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He willingly submits to his death and knew it was his path and plan. So where does the forsaking come in? Also, Luke and John do not include that phrase and word it differently. Different accounts, I understand, but curious uh, to hear your take on those last words because they seem important. <laughs> they, they, they definitely are important, and that's a great question. We appreciate you sending it in and for listening, <clears throat> uh, Rita. Um, so those last words are are a whole profundity in and of themselves. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Rita, I'm sure you will have noticed that Jesus was directly quoting the first line in Psalm 22. And so, as in so many other instances in Jesus' life, uh, he is a man of God's word. You recall that in his 40-day fast at the beginning of his ministry, Every time Satan hit him with a temptation, his answer was a direct quote of the Word of God in the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, I often refer to the Old Testament publicly, Harrison, by the way, as the Hebrew Scriptures, because it is a, uh, it is a way to be friendly to people of the Jewish faith. The old, say, calling it the Old Testament can seem offensive to them, and mm. why give offense uh, when unnecessary? So I'll I will use that interchangeably, by the way. Um, so Jesus is often, and even when he's not directly quoting the Old Testament, so many things that he says uh, are, are a, a mashup. God's Word just, he can't help it. He's so immersed in God's Word, the way we encourage ministry partners to do, just like our ministry partner who wrote in. He's so immersed in it, it, it can't help but just leak out in his answers to everyday challenges, questions, and opportunities. So, so here at the pinnacle moment of his earthly life, um, prior to his resurrection, that's, that's where Jesus goes. Hmm. That's beautiful. Just that in and of itself is in the pinnacle moments of my life, during this great pause 
caused by COVID-19. Will I, like I mentioned, our, our friend who has COVID-19, he's turning to God's Word. Like our ministry partner who's written in, she's turning to God's Word daily. Will that be us um, is paramount. Now, I could talk on and on about Psalm 22, so Harrison, please don't let me go on too long here. Be a good co-host with me. Um, now, for Jewish people of Jesus' day, they would, they would quote something. So Jesus, this is the first line of Psalm 22. What his fellow Jews would hear is they would, many Jewish boys uh, memorize the entire Psalms, by the way, by the age of 13. So they had this rich, so they would then hear, it was a way of speaking to each other in code. Hmm. They would then hear the whole content of Psalm 22. So that's how the original hearers would have heard it. So, for example, the it, it says in a couple, one or two of the Gospels that when he said it, they're like, what does he mean? Is he calling for Elijah? And then somebody went and, and sopped up some sour wine and gave it to Jesus for his thirst. Well, that's because in the middle of Psalm 22, in, in recalling the sufferings of the psalmist, uh, one of the things is, uh, I, my throat is as dry as a bone. Something I'm, I'm not looking at it exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, my, I thirst till my lips are cracked. And so th- th- that's an example of one of those respondents sitting there, knew the whole psalm, and that it was also a cry of thirst. Now let me just summarize Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is like a one-third of the psalms. It's a psalm of lament. And so Jesus is, is quoting one of the most known and actually it turns out to be prophetic psalms that is, <clears throat> that is a gift to us. And how do we bring our lament before God? And Psalm 22 is an example uh, of someone when he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you look at the whole psalm, it's an example to us, Rita, of how to not despair in our trouble, in our suffering. If Jesus is in his trouble and suffering. A despair would mean to give up our relationship with God. Lament means, how do I engage my relationship with God and shout it at him right now? Psalm 22, half of it is a shout. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, I, my enemies are torturing me. I, don't, I can't see you anywhere, God. That's the first part of it. Then it turns, and it turns into, but I worship you. In the congregation, it calls out the function of fellowship, of fellow. And Jesus right there at the cross, he has his female disciples have not deserted him. He's in the congregation. And he's still worshiping God even though he's experiencing a forsakenness. And then the final part of the psalm, Harrison, is Jesus predicting what comes ahead. It's a praise to God, and it says, Even God, because of your faithfulness to me, all the nations will praise you. Jesus is pointing ahead to the result of his suffering. Now, a couple of really specifics, so that I don't go on too long. I could say more about all that, but Rita, since you're in God's Word, go to Psalm 22. In fact, Rita, since you really were led to this, I would suggest you meditate on Psalm 22 all day, Good Friday. I would suggest that for all—in fact, I'm going to do that. Thank you for being my spiritual leader, Rita. Um, That's going to be where I'm in God's Word until uh, the Stations of the Cross at noon. Um, one more thing, there's spe- very specific, let me get to it, uh, very specific allusions in Psalm 22 that are sort of fulfillment of God's word 
on the cross. So, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then it goes on, why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? This echoes Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Would you take this cup from me? So Jesus, as a, as a man, is saying, I really don't want to do this. Uh, and, and once again here, he's saying it uh, on the cross. Uh, and, and, then he, and then it goes on, I'm scorned by others, despised by the people. And now this is directly uh, quoted by two of the gospel writers. All you who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me. They shake their heads. Harrison, two of the gospel writers mention people mocking Jesus and shaking their heads at him. Uh, that's verse 7. Um, and, and then, uh, don't be far from me, etc. Um, I'm poured out like water. My, uh, I, uh, my bones are out of joint. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. Verse 15, my tongue sticks to my jaws. Uh, my hands and verse 16 is translated variously the end of it Hmm. NIV translates it my hands and feet have shriveled the NRSV other versions translate it as my hands and feet have been pierced just let that hang for a moment that's the psalmist likely King David writing a thousand years before and there's Jesus hands and feet pierced praying David's prayer after him shouting to God his sense of forsakenness but trusting that God will bring praise and thanksgiving out of it and that all the nations will one day rejoice verse 18 they divide my clothes among themselves and for my clothing they cast lots that's familiar to us And I'll skip all the way to the end. For dominion belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. This is the biblical way to endure our troubles like Jesus did. To lament, not despair. And at the end, say, and yet, verse 20, verse 28, dominion belongs to the Lord. He rules over the nations. All who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. That's the end of Psalm 22. And here we are. We now have been born. And Jesus is proclaiming through that word on the cross, through his words after the resurrection, that God has done this. There's two words in that psalm as you read it out that that stick out to me and feel like a real handle for us, not even in Holy Week, but as you said, as we look around in in our, in various ways, in various degrees, enduring suffering, and yet. That is mm. such a, mm. that's, that's the thing in that passage is so beautiful that ties the feeling, the honest feeling of being forsaken and the knowledge of who God is. Mm-hmm. All this has happened, and yet. Mm. That's awesome. So there you go. We just had a Good Friday teaching (laughs) uh, provoked by one of our faithful ministry partners. I I love that. Um, So thank you. And um, so let's make the turn now. And since we're inviting all of us to engage in a fast, an Easter fast on Good Friday this year, we usually do the Easter fast differently um, at a different period of time. We're going to... um, 
give a, a little edited material from our podcast a few weeks ago because I taught on Jesus fasting and fasting for us. And so we're going to give you just uh, the most relevant bits of that teaching, hoping it's helpful for you in preparation for Good Friday. And then we will sign off at the end of that, Harrison. That sounds good. We will throw it back for just a moment to our uh, our conversation from all the way back in episode two. So if you guys want to uh, check this out, this is a little bit of conversation about fasting. Uh, our first question we had uh, sent in to us uh, at our email address, asklfc at lakeforest.org. This was from Don. He had a question about your teaching that uh, he sent in during the service while he was sitting there listening, which Mike Hall said, hey, email us if you got a question. He did it. Thank you, Don. Uh, when Mike went to the monastery in Rock Hill and fasted for three days, what did he fast from? Was it food? If so, did he just drink water for three days? Yeah, I ended my tea. So <clears throat> the primary uh, or most commonly known spiritual discipline or practice of the season of Lent approaching Easter. We just want to be prepared people. Because we worship and follow Jesus, like we orient our whole lives around the Easter event. And therefore, we as a church approach Easter like the worldwide church, like we want to be ready for Easter. Uh, Fasting is the most commonly known and practiced spiritual practice of Lent. And Sunday, we saw where that was a part of Jesus' life. That's why we fast. And Uh, In Matthew 4, that's what we looked at. And I ended the teaching by telling an example in my own life. I said, I can't tell you exactly why fasting does what it does. Sort of, I defined it as this extra life power of your human spirit and God's Holy Spirit. Something about fasting makes that connection more powerful. That's all. I I can't even define it better than that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you another example in this podcast um, from a friend of mine. But... uh, I told the story of fasting for three days while I was deciding where to plant Lake Forest Church. Didn't know where that would be. And the result of it was we chose Lake Norman, and God really spoke to me, and that was in the sermon. But what did I, Don, um, I fasted from all food, from everything except water for those three days. Hmm. And for me as an American guy who loves to snack, man, I'm a snacking fiend, uh, and I love to eat. I love cheeseburgers. It's just look at me. Um, uh, after one day, it was the first day was okay, but days two and day three in particular, I was aware every single moment my body is screaming, food, fuel, mm-hmm. calories, and every moment at my best. Uh, and I have all this in my journal. I journaled through the whole three days <clears throat> at my best. I would quote Jesus from our passage on Sunday. Um, Man does not live. Mike Moses does not live. Lake Forest Church, this future church, does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. God, I am leaning into your written word, which tells us to fast at special times, and and I'm listening for your dynamic word, your will for my life of where to plant this church, and I'm just trusting that you'll speak. And in that case, he did speak, and I, I heard it. It wasn't verbal. I can't even explain that. I, I can't explain <laughs> how I heard and how I knew that it was the clear voice of God, but it was. 
And and clearly, this was his will to plant Lake Forest Church in the yeah. Lake Norman area. I love what God has done, what I get to be a part of all the time. It's Yeah, I mean, you fast forward 20-something years later, and we're now a family of four uh, churches. Oh, yeah, in, that's right. That, too. In, that's in, so in, cool. And here and in Westlake <laughs> and in Davidson and El Buen Samaritano. And it's just, it is really neat to see how uh, God has taken you and our community and mm-hmm. our tribe mm-hmm. up on that and how he's uh, just worked. It makes me so happy. So the focus of today's podcast, I'd like to really hone in on this aspect of fasting because it's what Jesus did. And Jesus taught a few times in the Gospels, he would say, when you fast, dot, 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 do it this way. And and yet, it's it's not very commonly practiced uh, among Christians. I, frankly, I'm guilty of not having taught it very often to our tribe. And so I think it's worth focusing on. Someone, yeah. uh, another question that someone emailed in was, what do you mean, Mike, by extra life power? And I, I wrote that sentence and put it up on screen in my teaching a little bit frivolously. Like, I just wrote it out. And I'm like, I'll probably come back and be more specific. And I came back Saturday night. And I was like, I can't be more specific than that. I don't understand. There are a lot of things I don't understand. Um, and yet, if God says it, I trust it and do it. Yeah. It's how God's Word works. And this is one of those, I can't, like, like hey, uh, you should always, you shouldn't kill people. That's God's will. It's one of the Ten Commandments. I can explain to you, like, we can all give a rational <laughs> explanation of, why did God say that? Why is that God's will? And it makes sense to us ethically whether you believe in God or not. I cannot give you that same explanation about fasting. Hmm. I just say that God says it, Jesus did it, and when I follow Jesus into it, I find extra life power. Hey, well, we, uh, we want to wrap it up, and we want to thank you guys once again for joining us uh, today. And we really, really are excited. Uh, despite everything that's going on, we, we've really been leaning into the format that we are sharing church together right now, and we would absolutely love for you guys to invite your friends to Easter. Yeah, I think it's Easter, and I'm going to encourage all of us and myself to do, normally we would, you know, we really encourage one another to invite an unchurched friend, a person Without a church home, they may be a believer, but they're currently out of fellowship with God's people. That's a dangerous place for your faith. Or it may be someone who has given up on church, not on God, or they've never known the love of God through Jesus. Uh, and we always invite you to invite those friends, because for Easter, we, we have them in mind even more than normal. And so I would suggest you may be sharing on your Facebook, the, the Facebook Live service. Um, I would encourage you to actually make a text or a call. Uh, to uh, an unchurched friend or two and just say, hey, we're doing this fun, goofy thing for Easter. And, uh, our, you know, our church really has great musicians. There's going to be some good stuff. And love for you to dial in just so we can air quote, share Easter worship together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm, I already know I will be doing that. And I encourage that to our friends. One thing that practically makes that easy is actually for you both on Facebook and live stream, the two places that we're sharing our services mm-hmm. together right now, uh, the the link that you would click on uh, on Easter morning when the service goes live, you we actually already, you can find those links. They exist now. You could you could text your friend uh, the the 
the web address to the site where the live stream video is hosted. Ah, you could do that today. Okay. I, I, I'm glad I'm listening to the po- this podcast. Where would I find that? If you, if you head, uh, particularly for live stream, if you head to on our church website, uh, there's a button right on the front that sends you to our live stream page. And there's a, there's a, a button right there when you get to the Lake Forest live stream page that will say uh, April 12th. Easter Sunday oh, and you okay. click on that and that's basically kind of a waiting room that t- it's counting down th- three days. Thank, thank how you many for hours. that info. That's an example of how our, our, this podcast, we want to answer questions. We want to often interact with sermon content at, at a uh, more expanded level or with what's going on uh, in the world. But also we want it to be a little of a, of a, a LFCH insider view. And so that's helpful insider information. Thank you. We uh, we look forward to being there with you guys. We we really love getting to do, particularly the big days with you guys and our Christmas Eves and our Easter's. We really uh, do all the work on on our side of our staff and our key ministry partners to make sure that it is a, an experience and a service that um, is a place where where. God is honored where there's room for his spirit to move yeah. in the life of people and that we feel like we are doing our best stuff, our best music, our best teaching, because we know, we know that is the day that people invite their friends and we, we want to build trust with our people that man, it's going to be awesome. And, yeah. and I feel like it is going to be awesome on Sunday. And our tech staff, uh, led by Dustin are, are dialing the audio in better and better each week. Harrison, thanks for the ways that you're, gathering our, our band, our worship team, and allowing them to lead us with their giftedness while keeping six feet. Uh, 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 y'all are being super careful, even entering and exiting the stage, so just for you all to know that. Thanks, Harrison. It was great talking today. Yep. we will. Uh, good talking with you too, Mike. We'll see you guys on Easter Sunday. It's still happening. We'll be there. It's happening. <laughs> yep. All right. See you guys.